The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great is on the air, 2 o'clock every Saturday. Hope you tune in. Hope you call. 919-860-9783. Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting in Studio. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing great, Dave. How you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, speak right up. I'm glad to be here, Dave. You are? Okay, good. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Hey, Brock. Hey, Dave. How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Excited to be here today. I think we're going to have a pretty decent show. Yeah, we're we're going to talk a little bit about Brian's business, maybe a lot about your business. Wow. And yeah, well, I'm going to get a lot of airtime today. Well, you got, <laughs> you know, you got here, and you're the only one here. So sure, yeah. We are still in the the tail end of the COVID, so I guess um, that may be the giving me the opportunity to talk a little bit more yeah we had another group of guys that were coming in today but they they weren't able to make it due to covid concerns really we get to spend the show here talking with brian that's fine which is good brian um interior painting i just want to talk a little bit about it because everybody and their sister thinks they can do it okay and yet at the same time i've seen some poor interior painting jobs it can happen. Um, there, the, you can buy paint that claims to be the kind of paint that oh, it's just uh, one coat. You do one coat, and it'll cover up anything. Sure, sure. Yeah. Except you got purple on your walls to begin with. Yeah, That's not going to work. Marketing is kind of a thing you kind of have to kind of delegate through, I guess. Uh, you know, you got to get through those uh, labels on the paint can and try to figure out. Um, you know, do some research on your own. Um, the primer and paint in one's a little bit of a farce. You know, when you do that one coat, the primer and paint, it's going to be tough to cover in one coat always. Right. So, especially when you're going over a purple or red or black, um, you're definitely going to have some some trouble doing it with one coat. I've got a room that my daughter painted when she was a teenager, and we gave them their their own rooms mm-hmm. and we gave them their own head about things or talking the red that is usually found on barns mm. okay. on our logo the the wptf logo here. yes yeah. it's just bright bright i and i'm gonna have to cover it up eventually what do you think i think you're gonna have to prime that yeah, um, do a little maybe a, a maybe a you know I'm not sure what color you're gonna get back with, but usually what we do is we like to kind of do a 75 percent tint on the primer in that color that you may be going back on the top coat with, just to have a better coverage ratio. All right, mm-hmm. help me out there. You got to slow that down. Um, <laughs> the tint is. Am I tinting it to match or to affect the new color? That's correct, Dave. So over the old red, you would kind of want to go in a direction. So if you wanted to go with, like, say, an agreeable gray, um, what you would do is you'd go and get kind of a nice um, just regular drywall gypsum primer. Yeah. um, You know, tint it to about 50 to 75% of that grayness because if you go 100%, it actually loses its priming characteristics. Okay, so... There's a little bit of a science behind this. Yeah, all right. Well, that's fine. And any paint place is going to be able to help me out with 
with that kind of thing. They will totally be able to help you out and actually answer any questions that you may have with the percentage and ratios of the color tint. You know, I'm excited that he's here today because I I wanted to cover prep work, and that's that's kind of what we're talking about right now. Whether you're doing interior, exterior, or exterior staining, you always want to prep the surface, right, that that you're doing. And, And priming it, for example, is a way that... Hopefully, it's going to come out the color you want once you put the, the, the right mm-hmm. paint on there. Mm-hmm. When my wife and I bought our house in, in Garner, the, the two kids' bedrooms downstairs, one was painted pink, one yes. was painted blue. Yes. And they had to do the same thing. They came in and primed it before they they, they lived. And, of course, it looks beautiful. And, and a lot of times, you know, even when you kind of go into a new house, sometimes I encourage folks just if they're feeling kind of wanting to be a little bit more, say, not say cleaner or just get a, a fresh start but you know kind of going in and priming all the walls with oil primer just mm-hmm. to seal it off because that way you're kind of taking um you know going going around and sanding your walls and then oil priming will kind of seal in some of the let's just say old paint and kind of get you a nice fresh start and there's certain paints that you want to use in certain rooms i know that yeah. sounds weird right well brian's guys came out and painted two of my bathroom ceilings at my okay. house All right. because the, the the prior owner used a, a, a flat paint. Okay. Well, we were getting a lot of moisture in the bathroom. We were getting growth on the drywall, actually, on the ceiling. Yeah. And these guys came in and primed it and put a totally separate paint on there. It, it It's perfect. It's It's done the job the entire time. I never understood... There are different types of paint for certain types of installs. You need to get all those answers uh, before you start the project. The only thing I know is that the uh, the trim has got to be shiny. Okay, what's that shiny paint? What is that, high gloss? <laughs> there's a few of them, Dave. So you, okay. can, you can start at satin. You know, the newfangled kind of, there's a few folks that like to do different combinations. It just depends on the designer or who's kind of, um, what you're kind of looking for in your house. But... Some folks will go with a matte finish and a satin trim package. Mm-hmm. Some folks will actually go with a satin wall and then a semi-gloss finish. And so there's just a lot of different variables you can take. Um, and also the high gloss is coming back, and it's a big, big deal right now. It, okay, good, because I have that in my house. It, 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 would, it would be a shame to have to repaint everything if it went out of style. No, I think you know. High gloss seems like it's like wallpaper. It just kind of keeps kind of you know um, running around the block a little bit and is keeps the, coming back, coming back around. Is yeah. it is it better to be in terms of washability and wearability for a for a kitchen, for instance? Certainly, yeah. The, yeah. the bigger the sheen, the more the sheen, the better the cleanability and the durability. You know, and that's the high gloss really does offer all of those, and so it's it's a very great finish um, just for those factors alone. All right. I'm going to give the opportunity now for somebody to call in, ask Brian a question, and win a $25 gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill. They are, of course, at Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Call right now, and we will get you on the radio with your question at 919-860-9783 and get that, that item out to you, get that certificate out to you. You mentioned Agreeable Gray. That happens to be one of my wife's favorite colors. Mm-hmm. I we, I kind of feel like it's a lot of people's favorite colors. Yeah, I mean it's a nice color. It's is it considered warm? Because my wife claims that there are there are temperature things with the with the paint. She that's, says that's a very warm color. 
I don't it's understand over my that. head. I don't. It, it, it is a good question. Yeah. I'm, I I sometimes try to stay away from the colors just uh, on a personal note, but um, you know, the agreeable gray does seem to be a warmer color, and um, and, and and you know, there's a lot of great warm grays, you know, and so we. We try to stay away from that part initially until, you know, the customer engages and wants us to help them with that. But I think it's a more of a personal process because everybody, colors are so personal that we kind of try to keep it within um, that family or, or what they're looking for. And then we try to guide them as best we can. Right. But we, we, we always try to let it, you know, let them pick the color. What is the other popular color these days? Because agreeable gray comes up all the time. It does. It does. I mean, gosh, uh, there's a bunch. You know, this year we've got a really great color called Naval. That's the Sherwin-Williams color of the year. Um, naval? It's <laughs> it's kind of, if you can imagine, the Naval Academy's uh, blue. Blue. Oh, yeah, I was thinking very... belly button. Okay, yeah. all right. Way to go, naval. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right, Chris in Raleigh, welcome to the radio program. How you doing today, Chris? I'm doing fine. How you folks doing? Good. You got a question for us? Well, I would love your perspective on this. You know, the primer is in the paint thing because we've all been painting and, you know, and, and the new thing has been out for a couple of years. They, they say the primer is in the paint so you don't have to prime anymore. But, of course, anybody who's actually used it, it isn't. It doesn't have the same properties. It doesn't work like it, like a primer should. So I'm That's curious, right. Do you think that is a big marketing ploy or what, do you, what is your perspective on this primer is in the paint thing? Because every brand has it now. That's correct. And so it's kind of tough to really, I hate to say, kind of dial it in very specifically. But I think what's gone on and and historically with the paint manufacturers is they've come up with a few core um, lines of paint that they have. And some of those paints included um, the primer was kind of filled in because they're a little bit thicker and a little bit more um, durable back when they started engineering these paints. Um, and nowadays, now that they're engineering so many different paints with so much different chemistry going along with it, um, it is kind of more of a marketing, I hate to say a marketing ploy, but it's a little bit, not say disleading, but it, it can be a little bit um, frustrating for the home DIY user that doesn't really understand the chemistry behind the paint. Chris, congratulations. I just want to thank you. Uh, you've just won that $25 gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill for lunch and dinner, daily food and drink specials. They've got chicken prime rib, a lot more, and the $6 burger on Fridays. Indoor and outdoor seating available, 625 East Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. You got a follow-up question, Chris? Well, I was also curious, uh, can you, if you're going to prime high gloss on the trim and, you know, uh, then come and do a, a flat on the wall afterwards, do you need to do you need to prime that if there's any gloss on that wall, or can you get a get away with two coats of a of a flat to cover that so you won't be flashing at all? So let me ask you a question. So you're saying you're going to have a high gloss finish on your trim and then a flat finish on your wall? Yeah. And where are you coming from on 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 the undercoat there? Ooh, I, I kind of whatever's there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not, you know, it, so, so depending on the, the, the extremeness of the color, a lot of times two coats, um, if you already have paint existing on the gypsum, um, this is kind of a rule of thumb that we do. Um, if it's an extreme kind of black, pink, purple, um, something that's kind of real loud, um, we'll definitely go and prime it first. 
But if it's something more of a neutral color and you're going back with a neutral color, um, the priming can be avoided by doing maybe a one to two coat process. And if you don't have the flashing after the one coat, then you might be good at the DIY level to do a one coat just to have more affordability. All right. Well, that's really helpful. Thank you, fellas. I appreciate it. That was a good question. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Telephone number is 919-860-9783. We're going to talk about painting today. Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting. And, of course, if you've got a question for Brock, Brock Hammonds of Triangle Radiant Barrier here. This is Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great. On FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF, our number 919-860-9783. It's almost springtime, guys. I was going to say, I noticed that on the on the right end today. It looks like we're, we're, we're just getting to the first part of uh, spring here. So. And, th- and in theory, there will be a period of time where it won't rain right. in every theory. single we're day. We're hoping. We're <laughs> in hoping. Theory. In theory. So you got, you got projects coming up, right? Well, I'm I'm thinking outdoor patios and 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 trim painting. I mean, coming out of the winter here, everybody's going to have their spring projects or summer projects coming up. I've got a lot of customers that we go out and they're complaining about their decks. They want to get it redone, restained, repainted. You know, can we reuse the old wood? Do we have to strip this all the way down? You know, this yeah. is the guy to ask those questions to. This is a guy that does this all day, every day. So right. for our callers that are thinking about doing the porch projects or uh, maybe repainting the outside of the house, today's the day. Call in. All right. And we, you know, the Alexander family, we had a fellow do new deck boards. Just the deck boards, just the the boards that are, you know, walk on, mm-hmm. on our back deck. Now... They're nice and white, and, and we were told, you know, okay, you got to let them kind of weather in. You, you don't paint them or stain them right away. Well, now I got a two tone deck. Right. I would like to be able to not have a two tone deck when I'm done with this. Can I? Can I step? I don't want to get darker. The dark I have for the handrails is like a chocolate. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, it's that's dark. Yeah, it's dark. But you see, I don't want to darken the whole thing. Sure. I don't, I don't want it more. So you're saying your wood's fresh? It's not white. It didn't come pre-primed. It's just it's just new, fresh pine, new, fresh yeah. wood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's wood tone. What color is the wood? It's wood color. That's right. That's right. So well, at least it's not green yet. No, 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 <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. But it might be by the end of the week. All right, so what am I going to do? So that's a good question, Dave. So, uh, you know, initially, you know, if it's brand new wood, you sometimes will not have to power wash it. But if it has been sitting um, over possibly 30 days in the weather, um, getting a little bit mildew and mold, you might want to just kind of hit it with a power washer real quick. Yeah. Um, Not too thoroughly. And then, you know, if there needs to be some sanding, if it's um, maybe a harder wood, Mm -hmm. you know, you might want to just kind of give it a a fine sand. Um, And then... um, to the to your point too, so you don't want you don't want the double color look. You want to try to match the brown on the rail section. Is that right. correct? Right. So so in that in that case, we can do that. We can match any color that you need, and um, we can actually um, approach that in a few different ways. But there's a computer system, software systems, where you can take that color and and they can put it under an eye um, at the shop, and they can basically do it with a ninety nine point nine percent. 
um, effective rate. So but. you're going to match the how it's going to turn out. Match the deck boards to the rest of it. Because that's the best way to do it with the weathering being involved. Because a lot of times what happens is the UV rays will not take... So if you had, say, a color that you used, that color over a couple or three or four years, it won't be the same actual color. It'll have a lot of fading involved. And so to match those decking boards, I think that's the best route to do that. All right. Let's pick up with Christine in Raleigh. Hi, Christine. Hi. What's up? Well, I like I said, I'm new to Raleigh, and the yeah. timing, I've been listening to your shows on Saturdays while I cook. Oh, yeah. great. Great. Uh, we have owned 15 homes and decided this is it. We're renting. So as of this <laughs> week, they redid the whole bathroom, and it was interesting to hear uh, what you suggested as far as the paint in there. And they sheetrocked the ceiling, which had popcorn. So, right. I'm pleased to have that done, and it came out really well. They did a semi gloss on the walls. Is that good for a bathroom? That's fantastic, actually. Good, and it's all all white. It's so beautiful. But my question is, the porch. I have a screened-in porch, and it's um, concrete. The bottom, of course, and it's all bubbling, and the paint coming off. So someone said, "Well, it wasn't treated correctly in the first place." So. Could you walk me through what needs to be done that has to be all repaired now? Yes, ma'am, definitely. Um, that seems like you may have had possibly someone may have kind of gotten a hold of that concrete before it actually cured properly. And I would just maybe I'd just to give a guess, but I'm not sure just because I haven't seen it. But um, it's not a big deal. All you need to do is come in there with um, either a rotating sander, um, some kind of, um, you know, sanding apparatus, um, either, you know, start scraping with a a tool, get those bubbles up, um, clean up those areas, and then what you can do is spot prime those areas with a Loxon primer from Sherwin-Williams, which is a a fantastic concrete primer. Yeah, it is. (laughs) That's good stuff (laughs) right there. Can you repeat that? Again, I'm sorry, no, I sure, it's a L O X O N, and it's um it's a fantastic okay. concrete um, masonry um, CMU kind of primer. Okay. And then once you spot prime those areas that you've had bubbling in, you kind of want to just feather that out with a little bit of like a, maybe a, a fine um, sanding block, and then okay. go back over that. And this just depends on how industrial or durable you would like your finish to be. But there's a few different ways you can attack it. And so how would you how would you see yourself using that space? Would you be out there a lot of time or is that something that you may not need such an industrial product? Well, on? I won't be out there a lot of time, but I do want to enjoy it in the nice weather and I have my plants out there. Yeah. And uh it isn't a very old apartment building complex. So I think what they, like you were saying, maybe they painted it too soon after the uh, concrete cured or didn't cure enough, but I'm not sure if that's the case. I think I would have to do the whole area to make it look right. I think you would too, but it wouldn't cost you that much money because some of these concrete paints, um, they actually really do go, um, they cover quite a bit of square footage. And so I'm guessing maybe your porch would be, just say it's maybe a 10 by 10, um, mm-hmm. that's only maybe a gallon of paint, and I would really suggest the Benmore um, super-spec, high-performance, oil-based um, 
It's more of okay. a gloss enamel. That's correct. Okay. And and what color would you suggest? I would suggest Kindle charcoal. Um, that's kind of our go-to concrete color. Um, but if that's a little bit darker, if you want to go a little bit lighter, the agreeable gray does not. Um, oh, yes. It does not disappoint. Dave, have you heard about the agreeable gray? I've heard about it. Yes, we we own five <laughs> gallons in the in the garage. All right, Christine. Good question. Thank you. Completely painted gray, that very nice light shade. Yeah. So yeah. I'll go with the gray, and it's agreeable gray. Thank you. You're welcome. Right. Thank you for the call. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. It's, it's funny because there's something else. I always key on the thing that she didn't ask about. We're going to talk about this coming up. Popcorn ceilings. Mm-hmm. Popcorn ceilings. Guess who offers popcorn ceiling removal? This or guy. at least the removal of the popcorn. Now, she had them just go ahead and put sheetrock up. And popcorn on top, which is actually, you know, Dave, that's actually a pretty good deal because, like Brock said, sometimes in those bathrooms you're going to have some moisture buildup. And yeah. when you have a flat bathroom ceiling, sometimes you're going to deal with it unless you have it properly ventilated. That's All right. right. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about this, what to do about your popcorn ceiling, and who wants to clean up that mess. Not anybody here, but Brian will Brian will do it for you. Brian knows a guy. He do, he knows a guy. That's coming up and making your home great. Making your home great. FM ninety eight five AM six eighty WPTF. Telephone number nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. If you've got a question about either a radiant barrier, huh? What's a ra- what's Ooh. a radiant barrier? What is that? That is a uh, that's a what? That's a thing up in the attic. That's a high grade form of insulation okay. among many. Is that the white sheets you see wrapped underneath your house? No, no that's no, no. vapor barrier. Okay, that's vapor the, barrier. Yeah, that's the plastic that we lay down underneath the home. Which, by the way, he would uh, he would answer that question. I know too. a little bit about that too. Okay, you, okay, I, a little I, bit. I actually went under a crawl space a couple weeks ago, and that's why I was asking because I was looking at a house down in uh, Atlantic Beach, and mm-hmm. I, and I got into the crawl space, and they had um, it was a ranch, and the crawl space was very limited. Right. And they had an engineer going in there, uh, I guess, six months prior and put the, the white plastic down. And so mm-hmm. I just had noticed that, but it was, a, it was very well done. Yeah, if it's white, it's probably a 10, 12, or 16 mil. Uh, the 6 mils are, are typically either clear or black. Uh, once you get up to 20 mil, I mean, it's like a pool liner down wow. underneath. That's it. good. That's, that's impressive stuff if All you've right. ever seen it. And you're hearing from Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier and Brian Finch of Finch Quality Painting. Let's open up the phone lines and offer... A $25 gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill, Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Call us with a question, 919-860-9783. You could ask me any home improvement question. Well, I've got a home improvement question. Um, So what happens if I want to paint my garage door? Let's say I have a, a metal garage door, right? And it's been there for 25 years and... Some of the paint's starting to come off of it. Maybe uh, one of the neighbor kids bumped it, and it you know is starting to rust out there. Is that something that I have to pull out and replace, or can you repaint those doors and it lasts long term? You can repaint those doors all day long. Really? Yes, yeah. sir. What kind of paint do you have to use on metal? Is that a, a specific kind? 
There is a specific primer. Okay. And once you get that primer base, you do have some different options. But we do have some things that we kind of um, encourage folks to kind of do as a package, pr- uh, primer and paint in one. But um, we do, once you do the Pro-Krill, um, it's a, there's a... There's a primer by Sherwin Williams called uh, Pro Krill, which is an, it's a I believe it's an industrial primer, but we use it on a lot of the metal surfaces like door frames and commercial usage. Right, and that's kind of a great primer for your garage door. And then once you do the Pro Krill undercoat, um, once you prep it out, say maybe power wash, do the Pro Krill, um, you can go with a top coat, which is another industrial coating by Sherwin Williams, which would be a Sure Krill. Um, so the Pro Krill Sure Krill combination is a great one. Um, they're both waterborne. Um, they're both easy cleanups. Um, a lot of folks at home can use that paint. It's not too technically advanced. Um, but once you do that Pro Krill base, you also do have some other options. Um, you do have, you can basically put any kind of exterior paint on top of that that you feel fit. Really? Yeah. See, that's the prep work we were getting back to. I mean, yeah. I've, I've seen customers that had painted garages, and it's all bubbling. It's all coming off. It's because it wasn't prepped. You know, they didn't go in there and use a good primer on it. They just threw some paint up there hoping it would do the trick. There's a there's a science to this, doing it in order. Frank, Frank in Raleigh, welcome to the program. How you doing, Frank? Hey, good. I got a question about uh, what's the stuff that you lay down on the crawl space. Oh, in the crawl space. Uh, the, yes, sir. Um, can you give me an idea of what that costs? I, I had, mine is about 25 years old, and it's starting to get crumbly. Well, that's a pretty decent question. Um, so do you have a uh, ranch house? Is it a one-story, two-story? It's a two-story. Two-story. About how big would you think your crawl space is down there? If your house is 2,500 square foot, it's a two-story. It might be about 1,250 square feet down underneath okay. the house. It's uh, 2,800 2, square okay. feet. Okay. All right. And, you know, I would say roughly. Probably twelve to 1,400 square feet under the house. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> there's there's a couple of different ways you can go about it. Six mil is the the minimum code requirement. Uh, the stuff can tear if you sneeze on it too quickly. No, so okay. um, six mil vapor barrier tape doesn't hold to it very well. So most of the time when companies are putting in six mil, they're just loosely laying it across the crawl space, overlapping the seams and kind of cutting around the piers. Nothing mm-hmm. is taped. Okay, you can get that done fairly cheaply, uh, depending on the company you go with. That 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 your square footage could run anywhere between $800 and $1,100 to have it done. I think I'd like it to be a little thicker than that. Okay, I so... I don't want it to tear. If you were to do like a 10 mil reinforced, for example, um, 10 mil reinforced tape holds to very, very well. So when we install it, for example, we no longer cut around the piers. We wrap the piers. We tape all the seams. Um, there's an inherent cost, obviously, for the tape and the additional labor to have it done. But normally, you're looking at about a dollar twenty to a dollar twenty-five a square foot when you start doing uh, the higher quality vapor barriers. So it could push you up in that that you know, thirteen to sixteen hundred dollar range. If it's done correctly uh, with a good plastic, easily can last twenty years. Easily. Yeah. yeah. Listen, thank you, Frank. Listen, I want to congratulate you. You are the winner of the $25 gift certificate. 
to High Park Bar and Grill for lunch and dinner with with daily food and drink specials. Pick one out: fried uh, fried chicken, prime rib, or the six dollar burger. Pick it out now. Yeah, you <laughs> pick, pick it out, out now. I mean, I had the, the prime rib last order. night, and that was unbelievable. Did oh, you really? Did. The prime rib was just off the charts. Yeah, All right. You had me at prime rib. <laughs> All right. Indoor and outdoor seating available, 625 East Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Thank you, Frank. I know right where it is. Thank you, Dave. All right. Take care of yourself. Um, the uh, the whole idea, you got to drive around, and you got to see people's houses and you know they need a paint job, <laughs> and that's got to bug you. Come on, you know it did for a long time. Did it really? And and I had to get over the psychosis I had about looking everywhere at things that weren't perfect with paint. And yeah, I, mm-hmm. and it took me about ten years. <laughs> you know, I, I did the same thing when I was roofing. I right, would literally drive roofs. around neighborhoods and have it's panic attacks seeing yeah. some of these people's roofs. And I want to get out and go knock on their door and say, I can help you. Yeah, but but you I don't do that. You can't right? help everybody. I don't and then, knock. And, and, so. and, but nobody, you know, and all these houses are differently owned and you, know, you don't want to be rude. And, mm-hmm. and so it's just, but, but it is something you think about. But we're all, <laughs> we're all seeing houses. Of course, in the rainy season, it, it, it sort of comes to your comes to your mind immediately you're seeing houses where wood is rotting for lack of a paint job mm-hmm. wood decay right? is real mm-hmm. and and it really it's not that big of an investment to to paint the trim paint or, properly or, and or right. replace a few boards that you do have that are possibly been um you know infiltrated by a woodpecker or um or a bee hole mm-hmm. you know and those are kind of reasons why some woods would probably deteriorate faster just with the you know a hole in it by a, by, a, by a varmint or, or a bird and people can call you what if they do need a piece of wood replaced we'd be happy to help them with that dave you can do that yes sir you can do that okay what if on the inside somebody said you know i would love this this interior paint job i'd love it to be complex in fact i want it to be decorative i want stripes <laughs> we actually love to do those actually he, is he that does? right yeah he we, we and, I, and i hate to say it, we love to do the most challenging jobs and i think that just comes from um you know we we do straight paint all day long and so i think when it comes to challenging jobs we really do enjoy it yeah you enjoy your craft those are the unique ones i yeah. get that yeah if you click on the website i've, I've gotten lost on your website but the, the, basically you go to decorative painting there's this green wall with multiple layers of green and yeah, they've taped it off you know every time i've tried to paint something with tape and then you just paint over the tape right you pull that tape off i don't know the paint just comes right with it right it just it screws the thing but apparently you've got a professional way to do this that's correct, Dave. There are different tapes and different adhesives, and so the the tape does really do, does matter. Um, when you put a tape on gypsum, if yeah. you don't use the correct tape, it will take the paint off. Um, yeah. You want to use more of a frog tape. I think that's kind of the, the go-to tape for the striping. Right. Um, and if you're doing the striping, you kind of want to also make sure um, – do not leave the tape on there for more than possibly 24 or 48 hours. You want to take it off as soon as that paint dries. Yeah, just to kind of get that off, and 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 sometimes what you also may want to do, 
And this is possibly when you're doing it around uh, baseboards or anytime you have any kind of crevices is you always want to maybe just take an X-Acto knife and right. just kind of help it kind of come along with it. Just mm-hmm. so just so it kind of comes up a little bit easier and it doesn't tear or rip. Right. There's so many things involved in doing in yeah. interior painting. Just just talking about interior painting. I mean, there's years of just kind of just picking up little things yeah. that you kind of have to have those things because you know, I love, you know, when I used to paint when I wasn't in the business, I didn't realize how technically there's just so much going on and so there's so much to think about and and, and prep and and primer and and, and taping off. You know, and with the baseboards, the tape, you know, we don't really tape to get our line. What we do is we tape the baseboards off when we're coming down with the roller so the roller doesn't actually spit the paint onto the baseboard. Oh. Right? So that's right. another little technique just to throw it out there from the professional standpoint. Yeah, you know, it, it was driving me crazy, okay? I, I had mold growing on the ceiling in my bathroom, only one bathroom in the house. Right. I remediate mold for a living. You can't right? have that in the so bathroom. So, of course, yeah. my wife is like, what are you doing? Okay, focus on this. So, I, you know, I kill all the mold on the ceiling, right? <laughs> get, the, get the dry house or the dry dry ice blaster out Yeah, I'll cut right, cut right through the drywall into the attic is what would happen so i i what do i do i remediate the mold with with chemicals i yeah. I, I replace the fan in the bathroom to get better air circulation yeah i'm here on the show you know like four months ago complaining about this ongoing problem to brian and brian looks at me because you got the wrong paint on the ceiling how did, I was how like, did what? you know how? that he he because he's been doing this a while <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 you know, we've had this issue in a lot of houses. Actually, it's not a foreign issue. My mother has this issue. Um, family members of mine. Um, we, you know, personally, I don't have this issue because our ceilings are a little bit taller than you know um, a normal ceiling in our bathrooms, which we're fortunate. But if you have kind of a smaller or nine or ten foot ceiling, um, it is about the air circulation in that kind of shower stall, right. or if you're in a corridor. It's just about the way that, that, that sometimes the layout of the bathroom, there's a lot of engineering that goes on with um, with humidity. And so what happens is that humidity doesn't have anywhere to go. That's right. And so it just kind of goes up up to the ceiling. Condensation all over right. the ceiling. So what we would suggest in that, in that respect would be to just – and let's just say you have that going on and you want to kind of go from scratch and do the cleaning and everything – we would recommend you know you, you hit it with a little bit of a, a a very diluted bleach water, wipe it down, get that mold off first, yeah. let it dry, and then possibly even going over it with um, a nice sanding block just to kind of prep the surface. And then we we may actually you know what we like to do is we like to oil prime it just to seal everything back in. That's what you did in my bathroom. That's correct. That's right. right. And then we'll sand it again with a nice fine two twenty um, grit sanding paper. And then we'll come back with a pro-industrial uh, Sherwin-Williams product, which is a, it's a fantastic product. It's a pre-catalyzed water-based epoxy. And it sounds like an epoxy, but it's actually just um, it's a really great paint. Yeah, it just looks like a white paint. But I have not had a speck of mold grow on my ceiling since then. It, it, it fixed it. Are there paints that are anti-mold? That's there. There, there are some some paint lines in the Sherwin Williams family that has the anti um, mold, anti um, bacterial, microbial, mm-hmm. yeah. antibacterial. There's, there's, there are definitely. And um, see, I come from a long line of people who just paint over mold. Okay, I come from a long line of people who just say, you know, that's if not I that put bad. paint on it. 
Yeah. You won't notice it. No, it'll yeah. it'll work its way through that coat of paint. At some will point. it really? Yeah, it will. It will. It will. Yeah, eventually. Well, I come from a long line of people who had to repaint. Well, I was in the same boat. That's yeah. why, that's why I was so happy that we we found Brian and got to bring him on the show. Is he's he has taught me a lot about. Uh, there are some projects you want to do, and there's some projects you want to bring in a pro to do for you. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'll tell you what. I I will not mess around with interior painting ever again, because I have. I have exceed I, to the point where I'm no longer renting. I own that wall, and I want it to look good. Okay, you talked about the where the baseboard meets the wall. That spot right there is the worst place to have a wiggly line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's when you can definitely tell if you've done it yourself or if you've actually had some experience painting. And I, and I'm not trying to call anybody's experience out. No, being bad, no, no, but, no. You can call out mine. Mine's terrible. But, I'm a terrible painter. <laughs> but yeah, that straight line's kind of important. You know, you want to have those not you know the straight lines. That's your baseboard and and. And, and to the point too, what I was saying earlier with the um, just a little tip for the DIYers, you know, yeah. if you're if you're wanting to do your room, and and, and we really um, we really love this is we just take you know a good two inch, one and a half inch tape, we take it, and we just run it the length of the baseboard, and then kind of pop it out. I guess you'd say horizontally, and it actually will. Yeah. At that point, you can take your roller all the way down the wall to that tape line, and it will not spit the, the right. actual paint on the baseboard. And that's right. Right. It's a nice. It's a nice tip just for the DIYers to kind of not have to clean their baseboards after they paint. Yeah, Bob and Raleigh, welcome to the show. How you doing today? Uh, okay for an old guy. Yeah, good. <laughs> Bob is famous on this show. Am I correct, Bob? You are the one with the thirty-something-year-old carpet. Yeah. Yeah, Bob. Good to hear from you again. It's so good to hear have, from you. I have been blessed with many problems. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? A regular caller. That's all right. That's all right. What's anyway, a- I've got a uh, insulation question today. Yes, yeah. sir. <clears throat> the former owners of my house added a two-car garage onto one side with a bonus room over it, but they put down. They split, even though the garage is attached to the house, they split the two with a hallway that has a front door of its own in addition to my real front door. Okay. Um, So when you come in, you're facing a hallway, and at the end of the hallway, there's a staircase to get up to the bonus room. Okay. At any rate, that hallway is brick paver. Mm -hmm. Off of it is my kitchen, which is also brick paver. The rest of the house is all carpeted. Well, these floors, the brick floors, get cold. Yes, they do. Colder mm-hmm. than the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're three or four degrees colder than the mm. ambient temperature in the house in the kitchen. But when I go out to that hallway, which does not cover the crawl space like the kitchen does, because it was an add-on. So it's slab? It's no, it's actually above ground. Okay. When you when you come in that door from the front, you go up like four steps, and then you're on the first floor. Gotcha. Which, again, is all brick pavers there. And that is not above the crawl space, so it doesn't have the same insulation that the whole house originally did. Mm-hmm. And it's real cold. I mean, when the house is 70, that brick floor, when you come in the door, is... 53, 54. Wow. And so I want to know, what can I stuff under 
garage on the wall that faces this hallway, there's a little access door, like a panel with a lock on it. And it goes up underneath that hallway? Right. Okay. Two by two, and you open it. Hang on, Bobby. I I think he's got the... ground and the air, and then the joists, which do have the standard pink roll insulation in. Okay, Bob. He's got the he's got the idea. What do you, what do you think you're going to do here? Well, with with cold um, spray foam is is most definitely the best option. Yeah. Um, as long as you have room to get down there, well, you either a spray foam the exterior walls of that space. Mm-hmm. Okay. The reason the floors are so cold is you're getting a lot of cold air up, up underneath that that space. Preventing the cold air from getting in is the most efficient way to fix your problem, and foam is going to be the only insulation in the world that's that's going to do that. Right. You can do that yourself. You can use a, a, a DIY uh, kit called a froth kit. Um, you can do about 185 square feet at two inches of depth with one of those, and it's going to run you about $400. Um, you can also bring in a, a company like mine to do an assessment on it, take measurements, and determine what the overall cost will. Uh, I can tell you emphatically, the only insulation that's going to work is going to be a spray foam. Bob, thank you very much. I appreciate you. Under the um, depending. If it's living space or whether or not it's exterior space, that's something that you probably want to, to bring one of our guys out to take a look at, and we can point you in the right direction. All right. Thank you, Bob. This is Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Well, you know, and I know we had to cut it a little short when uh, uh, going into break, but I wanted our listener to know it was Bob, right? Bob. Bob. Yeah, Bob. Um, Bob, if it's living space uh, under that, that hallway... You need to spray foam the outside walls of that area. So you would crawl into that space. You would not spray under the floor. You would spray the walls of that area. Right. Um, If it's not living space, if that is just a hallway that connects one thing to another and it's not actually living space, then you could, per code, spray the floor joists. Mm -hmm. Um, But, Bob, if you're interested in having one of my guys come out, take a peek at it, trying to point you in the right direction, just check us out at triangleradiantbarrier.com. All right, Brian Finch is here. Last couple of minutes here, Brian. Uh, people are planning outdoor projects. That's right. Yeah, I mean, look at your front stoops. If you have, if you feel like your stoops slick, um, if you feel like you need a little bit of a, a freshen up, a facelift, you know, right now is a perfect time with low humidity. Um, That's right. We'll put that oil-based um, industrial enamel on that stoop, and we can actually add a little sand in there and additive, so it's slip resistant as well. Once the humidity comes back, painting is an issue. These guys literally yeah. have to schedule jobs based on temperature outside. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. So I'm, now I, is the right time. I want to be a meteorologist at night, so I think we're <laughs> well. I keep, you know, I keep thinking about the whole idea. Well, you know, eventually the sky's going to clear, the sun's going to come out. It's going to be a, a better weather for exterior painting. Sure, when it's not raining. It's about to crank up, Dave. We're excited about it. You are yeah. okay, and and you'll also do decks you paint a fence decks pergolas fences um you know we can look at the driveway um we can kind of just really we we can consult on on many concrete you know different surfaces all right very good brian finch finch quality painting what's the website it's www.finchpainting.com finchpainting.com and the number 
909-609-7759. And Triangle Radiant Barrier. TriangleRadiantBarrier.com or 919-986-8808. All right. Take care, everybody. We're going to be back next week. I, I don't know who we're having on next week, but it'll be a good show. Making Your Home Great. We bring you experts every single week, and we answer some good questions and get some good good uh, ideas on the radio. Thanks a lot for, for listening this afternoon. Making Your Home Great.